Hey, it's Tuana. Welcome to Destiny Education's Hanging with the Fellows podcast. I'm so glad to be here with you today. As you know, our conversation from the last two weeks is on the birthing process and being transforming from who you were in the world to who you are with Jesus. Because the focus of this podcast is what it's like to truly live with Jesus. And so today, what we're going to talk about is just a little bit more about this birthing process and some of the things that take place within that process. So far to date, we have covered um, being measured against the Bible, measured against Jesus, and measured against the Father, and the, the penalties that would happen if we were to look face to face the importance of the blood covering between us and the Father and why that makes a difference. So today I want to talk to you about something that's a big, huge problem with religion. And here's the thing. People will always call Jesus religion, and it is my biggest pet peeve, gentlemen. Let me explain to you why. Religion is a man-made construct that is used to divide people. You know, Pentecostals are this way, Mormons are this way, Jehovah Witness are this way, Muslims are this way, Catholics are this way, so on down the line. When it comes to Jesus, there ain't no such thing as religion. And I want to remind you of this because in his day, the religious people were the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And he did not spend any time with them. As a matter of fact, he often referred to them as a brood of vipers. And so if you understand that, then you can stop making the mistake of calling anything that has to do with Jesus a religion. If anything, it's the way of life. It's the way that everyone should live. Whether they choose to or not, he says, hey, I wish that none should perish, but that all will come to repentance. The reality is, is that God knows not everybody will. And so when you understand that that's the truth and the reality of the situation, what you begin to do is you begin to allow people to be who they are and you let your life speak for your testimony. And ultimately, that's what happens. Your life becomes a living testimony of everything that you've gone through and everything that you do. And when your life is not that testimony, you know that something's off. And so here's something that I want to bring you up to page with as we're going through the birthing process. And that's really kind of tweaking the way that you see money in the Bible or the way that you see money in life. Okay. We often say, I don't want to, I don't need that much money. Fools, come on now. Y'all know better. Y'all know that you are not trying to live a life that where you ain't got no money in your pocket. Going to work every day, you ain't even got $20 to have in your wallet because you've got so many bills going on. You got so much going out. Listen, the thing that I love most about all my men is that these men always have money sacked away, socked away. They got it in drawers. They got it up under curtain rods. They got it tucked inside the curtain. I mean, they, you guys have hiding places for money like nobody I have ever met before. So to sit back and say that I don't need that kind of money is just erroneous. The fact of the matter is, is that there's no benefit to being poor. None. When you can't go to the dentist, when you can't go to the doctor, when you can't keep an eye on your health, when you can't handle the cost of 
food. You know, there are certain things in this world, gentlemen, we should never, ever worry about. How much a gallon of gas is should never, ever be on our radar as something we need to be concerned with. How much a container of milk is never, ever should be on our radar. There are bigger things that we should have on our radar, like the fact that our food is being genetically modified and it's doing horrible things to the health of us, our pets, our children, everyone. Those things matter. And so having the money to buy non-genetically modified foods and to plant your own garden with non-genetically modified seeds, that's something you should be concerned about. But worrying about how you're going to pay bills and stuff like that, absolutely not. That should be so far from your, your realm, period. There should never, ever be a time that you are thinking about that. And so what I want you to understand is this. Myron Golden who is my favorite person in the world. And for those of you who know who Myron is, you understand why Myron is so dynamic. And for those of you who don't know who Myron Golden is, I challenge you to go on to YouTube and find Myron Golden, okay? Just type him in the search bar. Believe me, he's gonna come up, but be careful because there's Motivate Yourself. There's a whole bunch of other people who've remixed his video, but that's not what I want you to do. I want you to go find Myron Golden and listen to all his stuff on the Bible. I'll see if he has a playlist. And what I'll do is um, I'll put it, if, if this podcast goes onto YouTube, I'll put it in the YouTube links at the bottom so that you can go straight to his Bible stuff. But one of the things that he talks about is biblical success secrets in business. And the information that he brings is truly life-changing. And so when you rely on these biblical success secrets, those are the things that get you to that next level. Are you with me? Abraham, back in Genesis, was called very rich. In fact, he was so wealthy that he was able to arm his men so that they could go to war to rescue a family member. David was rich. Solomon was rich. Most of the guys who served the father were all very wealthy. And I had noticed this before Myron, right? But I didn't understand it because I'm like, I don't understand. I'm following you. I'm doing this. But everything keeps blowing up financially. Well, what I didn't understand was that wealth was truly spiritual. And here's what that means. I cannot live my life afraid of failing, afraid of being hurt, afraid of anything and have money draw to me. When I'm afraid, what happens is that I build up a repellent for money. And so as soon as I get money in, it goes out. As soon as I, I start to make money, everything falls to pieces. That is, it's a spiritual experience. And so when you understand that and you begin to deal with that struggle, that you have with money, you find that money, be, you begin to become a money magnet. It draws to you. And now you get to see your finances prospering as your soul. I hope that you prosper as your soul prospers. So you get to see that prosperity as your soul is prospering. And so it's funny because, you know, people always like to talk about prosperity preachers and all this other stuff. And, and really there's no such thing as a prosperity teacher because the gospel is prosperity. I mean, there's nobody in, 
go to the beginning of the book, go to the end of the book, you win. You, what do you think? That that's not prospering? Come on now. You get to choose how you move forward. And so when you understand that, you begin to see things a little differently. When Jesus came and the wise men came, they didn't just bring him a little itty bitty bag of gold. No, they brought him carts and carts and carts and containers of riches. Jesus's whole life was funded before he ever even reached the age of 12. Period, end of subject. None of the fishermen and none of the people, publicans, uh, Matthew was a tax collector, right? None of these people were, were poor. They were all wealthy. So we live in a time where people want to keep you oppressed by telling you that the Bible says you are supposed to be poor. People are taking vows of poverty. There, there's no vow of poverty. What, you, you're ineffective. Let me explain to you why you're ineffective. Garrett J. White said it best, and he was at Funnel, uh, not Funnel Hacking, but uh, the Your First Funnel Challenge that ClickFunnels does for Russell Brunson, right? And Garrett J. White said, let me tell you something. When you live in a $22 million house and you drive a fancy car, people listen differently. <laughs> That's what he said. It was great. I love that, man. Just acted it out. He had it, the fire, everything, right? So they listen differently when you have money, which is why it was so vitally important that Jesus was well-suited, well-situated, financially well-endowed. And people will lie to you about that on a regular basis. But you know what's funny? The only people who ever tell you that Jesus was poor are people who are poor. And so here's the thing. There should never be a time in your walk that you cannot walk into a situation knowing God has you and not be able to find the money that you need to satisfy whatever debt it is you need to have satisfied. If it's not happening, it's because something in you is missing. Something in you is broken. And I want you to understand that that something is really where the problem is. Because if you can allow yourself to fix that, and here's what I mean by that. Put yourself up against Jesus. Well, if Jesus was wealthy, then this is where I need to go to. Yes, that is exactly where you need to go to. But what was the thing that Jesus never worried about? He never worried about money. And so we have to begin to make this transition from worrying about money. How does that happen? Now, let me explain something to y'all. This is not, this part of this walk is not easy because in this world, money is like king. You need money for everything. You want to drive down the street and just go for a drive. It's $5 a gallon to replace it. And these are the things that start causing money to have higher value than what it has. So here's what I want you to look at. Here's how you get out of money. Worries. You allow yourself to start making it. And while you're allowing yourself to start making it, you allow yourself to make it in different ways. You're going to start off small. Don't despise meager beginnings. It's okay to start small because your end will be more abundant. 
So you start off small, you're moving through, you're moving through, you're moving through. But through that process, I want you to allow yourself to learn everything that you need to learn. You know, 30 days ago, you would not have caught me dead uh, on YouTube and putting myself out there and having to deal with this stuff on a regular basis. Instagram, Facebook, like I didn't know how to use any of them. I had to learn over the last 30 days how to utilize these things. Now I'm learning how to hack ads and use ads that look similar to other ads so that people are drawn to, you know, the things that I'm doing and what I'm doing. And it, it just, it has been a challenge. And in doing this, I was comfortable allowing myself to be bad long enough to learn how to get good. I was comfortable with watching slow, steady growth so that I could learn how to be, how to grow to and mature into that place where there's 50 million viewers, 100 million viewers, you know, where you got 10 billion men listening. There's not 10 billion people on the earth. So you get my point. Um, my exaggeration where you've got all these men who are listening to you and you need to be able to speak to them in a way that they can actually hear what you're saying. So you've got to be willing to allow yourself to be bad long enough. And I think Myron says that. You've got to be willing to allow yourself to be bad long enough to get good. And so the next part of my journey will be the sales portion, learning how to sell things. You know, for as much as I love Russell Brunson, the one thing I don't love about Russell Brunson is that every single time I get an email from him, he is selling me something. I'm like, man, you are trying to remove my money from me like more than I am comfortable with you doing. And so at that point, you have to make a decision. Do I want to stay on your email list or do I want to jump off? And so that was something that I really had to take into consideration is you know, every business exists to make money, but do I want to hit you up with emails five times a week every time I email you or text you, it's because I want you to buy something? And the answer is no, I don't want that. I want to give more value than I want you to send me money. There are certain steps on our process and you're going to go through by the time you finish our process with destiny. And this is not a sales. I'm just sharing this, this with you because it's about processing and understanding in that relationship with wealth. But it's by the time you an individual finishes the system with destiny, not only do they know and have mastered how to figure out how they want to, how to do what it is they want to do. They have figured out what it is they want to do, where it is they want to go what their dream is, and what that looks like. Are you with me? And so now they have not only done this work, but they are starting to see an increase in their income. Like for example, the men that I work with see anywhere from a 30 to 100 fold increase in income. And one of the gentlemen I started with started with 7,500 the first month that his personal income was 7500 his business income was about was just under 30000 okay but the second month 
he had the second month we were working together, he had gone to 60K. And then the third month we were working together, he had gone to 92K. So that's a 30-fold increase month over month. And so what mattered to me was not only is he getting better at tithing? Is he seeing an appreciation? Can he see the difference between where he was and where he is today? And those are the things that really matter to me. Whenever I work with my gentlemen, um, it's always about, do you see where you began and are you reaching the place that my Jesus promised you would reach by the end of the time that we're together? And so what I have seen is fallen right in line with what the Lord originally said was going to happen. He had to do his part of the work, but God came through and did the rest. And so I was very, very excited about that. This is what I'm talking about, the relationship with money. You have to reach a point where you are comfortable with the things that are happening, where you're comfortable with asking someone to take care of their bill, where you're comfortable with having these conversations and not being willing to just throw everything away because you think that you should give everything away for free. Now, listen, I don't necessarily believe that everybody needs to charge $40,000 an hour. That's what Myron charges, right? But understand this, that we also have programs that are very high end. And by very high end, I mean six figures. And those programs are there for a reason. Because when people get to that level that they want something like that, it, it comes with certain responsibilities and you have to already have gone through everything we have first because if that doesn't answer it then you need to go to our highest level so the funniest thing is is that we are designed so that you don't go to our highest level um, but other people are designed so that you will go to their highest level the irony is is that the inverse is always true so because we are not out there trying to push our highest level program, what will end up happening is that at the end of the day, we'll have more. And you can just watch that unfold over the years. Like, I don't have to show you that today. You'll see it as it becomes more and more apparent. And we have to have these conversations or put that kind of stuff on our website. Right now, it's about getting yourself out of the milk drinking stage and learning how to harness the power of the father. And... Understanding that harnessing his power means that you are walking so tightly in line with him that you just don't miss a beat. And there really does come a point at which you don't miss a beat. And it takes the willingness to allow yourself to go through that birthing process, to go through the pain, to go through the hardship, to go through the challenge. And that's how it works. I'll see you next week.